Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Let's get into this commentary on Sister Wives Season 5, Episode 5, Mourning the Loss. The episode opens with Cody and the ladies meeting to decide on the different home options for the cul-de-sac. The builders say they can break ground as early as next week, but the women each have to go through pages and pages of lists to decide on their options for their homes. Christine thinks it's going to be tough for all of the women to decide. She foresees a lot of rock, paper, scissors going on with trying to decide on these options. But Cody knows Mary won't make a decision based purely on something as silly as rock, paper, scissors. Cody explains that Mary has to feel it emotionally. She ties her emotions into her choices. Listen, I would want to die if I was the sales lady sitting in the room with Mary and Cody as Mary is vacillating incessantly over this and that. These women each have the same budget and they know what they can't live without and what they can give or take on. And you obviously can't have every bell and whistle. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mary already gets a lot of the bells and whistles. She gets most of what she wants because she has the same budget with one kid as Christine and Janelle do with six kids. And she is sitting there arguing over sliding doors versus French doors and wet bars or no wet bar as Janelle has to make her kids share bedrooms since they all get the same budget. So I think the whole thing is a little ridiculous. Christine and Janelle have to sacrifice things they actually need. Mary gets most of the bells and whistles that she wants. You're not going to die if you don't get a wet bar or if you don't get French doors and you have to get a sliding door instead. Mary gets the same as the other wives and she still wants to complicate things when it doesn't need to be complicated. When Cody complains that Mary has to feel it emotionally, Christine defends Mary saying she has quality taste. But notice, Christine goes in and she is done immediately. She's decisive. She knows exactly what she wants. She's even under budget when she's done. Cody warns Mary that she doesn't have all day. And Mary points to Robin and she lets Cody know, well, Robin hasn't decided either. She tells Cody not to put it all on her. Listen, I'm not saying that Mary doesn't deserve the same budget as the other wives. However, in a situation where money is very tight and the moms with more kids are having to sacrifice what they need so Mary can get an equal budget with one child, it's a little insensitive of her to spend all day making a big deal, vacillating and complaining that she can't get every bell and whistle she wants. Mary is sitting there obsessing over what bells and whistles she can live with and what she has to live without. She's complaining. Every little adjustment is a big deal to her as Christine and Janelle have to make do with really less room than they need and none of the bells and whistles. I found it to be selfish. I found it to be annoying. And I also found it to be insensitive. Imagine being one of the wives who has six kids who has to have her kids share bedrooms as Mary is bitching about having a wet bar and having French doors because she absolutely can't have a sliding door and she said it from the beginning. I mean, I would be really frustrated. Mary complains that what made this so stressful for her is these choices are permanent. They can't be changed and they are going to be living with these choices for a long time. Cody says it really doesn't matter. And he explains even if you randomly just picked options, they would still all look good. 
I don't know. I'm the kind of person, I know what I want. I decide I'm decisive and that's it. I can't sit and vacillate and it doesn't matter really in the grand scheme of things what color granite countertops I have or whether I have a sliding door or French doors. In the end, I still have a counter. I still have a door. I still have a roof. These things don't matter at all. It's all superficial. It doesn't affect your life at all. It doesn't matter at all to your life. It has no effect on your life at all and it doesn't change your life at all. And in the end, Mary just wasted hours of her life picking these things and getting emotional about them. And it's all superficial. Robin points out that maybe Cody doesn't get it because there are four homes for Cody. So if Cody doesn't like the option one wife picked for her cupboards, he might like what another wife picked. Cody explains that it's just not like that for him at all. It's about just getting the wives to make a decision. He just cares about getting done with his wives making these decisions. I'm going to be honest here. If I were Cody, I'd want to pull my hair out, especially having to do that four times. Mary says she hasn't figured out what she wants yet. She hasn't decided yet. They still have to figure out the other budget. Mary wants to get another job so she can have more money to have everything that she wants. Now, Janelle explains that they all are working the same amount, so they had an overall budget and they just divided it by four so everyone gets the same. And Christine knows exactly what she wants. She makes her decisions very quickly. She's very decisive. And when she is done with all of the lists of options, her budget is under by 15%. So she has an extra 15% in there that she can throw around. And Cody throws out that he has a bad feeling Mary might try to eat that up. Cody is basically trying to get Christine to volunteer that 15% of her budget to throw at Mary. And Christine points out, no fucking way, it's not happening. And Christine points out, well, she needs a fridge, she needs a ceiling fan, she wanted tile in an area of her house, and she's going to get those things. Christine feels if they were four separate families, they would definitely divide up the money differently. And she points out she needs that fridge. She needs those ceiling fans. Mary isn't taking that excess. And the sales lady helps Christine out, which I appreciated. She points out that Christine wanted the tile in her dining room and Christine is going to get it. Cody and Mary are still deciding on options. And Cody points out how scary it is that Mary's budget is already maxed out on the first page, out of pages of options. On the first page, she's overboard. She's done. Mary complains to Cody that he has no clue how stressful and how frustrating this is for her. What, that she can't get everything she wants? Mary is the one making this very stressful for everyone. She knows her budget, and the problem is she feels entitled. It's like she expects to have everything she wants. And the reality is none of these decisions on these superficial options are truly going to affect her life in any way. And she is stressing herself out along with everyone around her. She knows her budget. She's a grown adult. And I don't get why she can't just be an adult, look at the list, and pick one thing she can't live without, and then sacrifice the rest. I feel like it was immature and ridiculous the way Mary handled this. Christine and Janelle had the exact same budget. They had six kids each. They had to sacrifice a lot and they immediately decided they were very decisive and they knew this wasn't emotional. They knew they had to sacrifice so that Mary could have equal 
And they had to sacrifice actual necessities so that Mary could get the same budget they did. And they made the tough decisions as Mary vacillates and gets emotional over every bell and whistle she can't have. She's acting like it's an impossible feat to live with a sliding door over French doors. I think it's selfish. I found it immature. And again, it's annoying AF. Seriously, if I were Cody in this situation having to do pages and pages of lists of options of decisions times four, I would want to die. That's it. I would be dead. Cody tells Mary that they should nix the French doors and Mary puts her foot down. She isn't having a sliding door that's beneath her and Mary feels like she has come under fire in the past because of their financial situation. You know, rightfully so. Maybe in hindsight she sees how petty and selfish she was with these options and with the building and how difficult she made it. As Mary complains, Janelle looks super annoyed. I would be annoyed as well. Mary doesn't think she's out of the line of fire yet. She knows that people are going to criticize her. Mary bitches that she hates sliding glass doors. And she absolutely won't have it. Cody asks why, and he explains to Mary that she doesn't have that much traffic from kids. It doesn't matter if she has a sliding doors. And Mary tells Cody that's not what it's about. It has nothing to do with that. My personal opinion is Mary is never going to be able to replace the pain she feels from not having all the kids she wanted with superficial things, with options on a home and stuff or things. The other wives had to sacrifice actual needs, actual bedrooms for their kids so that Mary gets the same as them with her one child and she is whining over a sliding door. And I find that to be ridiculous and I find it to be immature. And it's not going to take any of the sting away from her not being able to have what she wished she could. Cody lets Mary know when they're eliminating the really important things for the sake of her having the French doors that she needs to remember that and note that. Mary wants to figure out all of the extra stuff that she wants first and then figure out the rest. I would say, why not decide on the important priorities first and then see how much is left over for the extra bells and whistles? It feels like it's asked backwards to do it the way Mary wants to. Now, Mary explains that she only has one child, but she feels when it comes down to the work she's putting in, she puts in the same equal work that her sister wives are putting in, and she should get the same. And in theory, she should get the same. But also, as a sister wife, you should be able to sacrifice for the needs of your sister wife. And if you're getting French doors and a wet bar as Janelle's kids have to share a room, I mean... Do you really need the wet bar and the French doors or can you maybe make an exception? Especially when the finances are so tight in this situation. Mary wanted to have a patio outside and Cody wants Mary to do the concrete outside like everybody else is doing and he wants her to eliminate the patio and if she does those things, she will be on budget. Mary explains that there are always emotions and stuff that they have to work through but she says they're trying to work through things and come to a good, safe place with each other to make things work out the best that they can. Listen, there is a time for emotions and there is a time for being an adult and being practical and separating your emotions from what needs to get done. 
That's part of being an adult. That's part of being mature. All the other women were able to separate their emotions and compartmentalize and make these decisions. Mary is the only one who struggled with it. Janelle had to decide that her kids would share a room. And imagine the emotions she probably had about that as Mary complained about getting the wet bar and getting the French doors and getting this and getting that. Janelle had to sacrifice necessities so Mary got the equal budget where she got most of the bells and whistles she wanted. Browns aren't in the clear yet financially. They have to maintain their credit and clean their credit, particularly Robin, and and they still need to work on their credit and keep everything on the up and up to be able to move forward for the final purchase of the homes. Next, we meet Drake. Drake is Mary's family pet, and he is getting older. He's having some health issues, and it's really heartbreaking. They may have to put him down. And Cody explains that their dogs are like family. And of course we know Cody isn't a huge animal lover, but he's trying to make it seem like he just loves pets. Just like, for example, when he would tell Janelle the dogs aren't allowed on the bed. Drake is aging. He has a lot of issues. And so they're going to have to put him down. And Mary, understandably, is in tears about this. And she doesn't want to do it, but she knows it's inevitable and Drake is suffering. Now, Cody explains that it's very emotionally loaded. They have had all of their kids, most of whom were born, after Drake came into the family. So Drake was there first. And Drake is 12 years old now. And so they have a lot of kids under 12 who have never known anything but having Drake around. Leo is really upset. Leo doesn't want to talk even about putting Drake down and Cody thinks about it and he thinks maybe they should let Drake grow old and die naturally but Mary feels like she's being this cold-hearted person for wanting to put Drake down to end his suffering Cody explains that it's not up to Leo Mary didn't think it was up to Leo but Cody says that Mary started reacting differently about putting Drake down with Leo's reaction and Leo being against it. So Mary feels bad that Leo is taking this so hard. And Mary says she started reacting differently and it wasn't because of Leo, it was because of Cody. Cody was questioning her on whether or not she should put Drake down. So now Mary is very distraught and she doesn't know what to do. And Cody doesn't know what to do either. He really didn't know that Leo was going to be so opposed to it. And he explains that he grew up on a farm where life and death was a process. It was a part of life. And he doesn't want to sound callous, but he says it was really hard for him to understand why Leo was struggling so much with putting Drake down. You love your family pet. You love your pets, especially if you grew up with them. They become family, and it is utterly devastating. It is heartbreaking, whether they fall ill, whether they grow old and pass naturally. It is a huge loss, just like when a loved one passes. Every pet I've ever had, I still remember, and I still mourn, and I still miss deeply, even from years and years ago when I was a child. And I don't even have a pet now because I don't want to go through that loss again I just don't want to be heartbroken like that. Pets can really feel like part of your support system too. I moved around a lot as a kid and a lot as a teenager because of my dad's job. And so the family pet is a constant you always have, even when you leave behind your whole environment, your friends, your school. You have this friend, this family member there 
with you even when you move in that new environment. And it can really be a comfort. And I'm sure Drake was a comfort being in this new environment for Leo and for the Brown kids. This is difficult. This is sad. And it's very understandable that Leo was struggling with it and that Mary was heartbroken too. I don't know. My personal feeling is if a pet is in pain, if they are suffering all the time and they don't have a good quality of life and there is nothing you can do to make them comfortable, they aren't happy and they're suffering a lot or they're sick, you can give them peace and sometimes that's the humane thing to do to put your pet down. But if your pet is happy, if they're still enjoying their life at times, despite their age, despite their health issues, I would say let them live out the natural course of their life and do all you can to make them comfortable. It just depends on the situation. So Mary, Cody, and Leo are headed to Utah with Drake. They're going to take Drake and they're going to have all the kids come over to say goodbye to him. Mary decided that she wanted to have all the kids come by to let them know about Drake so that they could say their goodbyes. And Cody didn't think it was a good idea. What he wanted to do is he wanted to not tell the kids about Drake. He wanted to let a few weeks pass. And then he wanted to wait for all the kids to notice that Drake is missing completely. Cody thought it would be best to just not tell the kids. And then when they would wonder about Drake in time, when they ask, oh, where's Drake? He can just tell them, oh, Drake had to go to heaven. Cody thinks that's so much less dramatic for everyone. I don't agree with that. I think Mary's way is better, and then it's less shocking to the kids. It's really important to be sensitive to kids, especially about death and their pets passing. I have a story that I remember from when I was a kid. Maybe when I was like five, we had this blue parakeet named Bulbul, and I loved this bird. I loved that bird. Now, one morning, I woke up and I went to the cage, and the cage was empty, and I asked where Bulbul was. And someone in my family told me that Bulbul was dead. And we never had any conversations about death. I'm not sure I 100% understood exactly what everything meant. I was never talked to about death. No one gently explained it to me. So I told this person I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that the bird was dead. So this person went to the trash can and pulled out one of those styrofoam cellophane wrapped trays, like the kind of tray you get ground beef in. And in it was my dead bird, Bulbul. And that was the sensitivity level I got when I was first introduced to death and my first past pet. It really made an impact on me and it wasn't a good one. I still remember it at 41 now. It was very shocking to me. It upset me very much. And it's a memory I still remember to this day. So I would say it's good to be sensitive about death. It's good to be sensitive about pets with your kids. And I think Mary's way of doing things is definitely the right way. If the kids feel attached to Drake and they find out later when he is gone, they really might regret that they didn't get that closure of a goodbye. Mary explains to the kids that Drake is very old and so she's taking Drake to Utah and he isn't coming back. And of course, all the kids are crying, they're upset, but Mary didn't think it was fair or nice for Drake to just disappear. And Mary's right about this. She wanted the kids who were close to Drake, who loved him, to be able to say goodbye. And in the end, Cody admits he feels Mary was right, and he says all of the sadness and all of the emotions the kids felt, that was their closure. Next, we learn a little bit more about Janelle's fitness journey, and we learn that Janelle wakes up at the ass crack of dawn at 4.45 a.m. to head to the gym, and she explains that nine months ago, she decided 
to start taking care of herself. She was really worried about her health. So after five months of working out, she had only lost 10 pounds. So she decided she was going to do it on her own. She was just going to do it at home. And of course, it didn't work out. So Janelle explains her issue is she's a big stress eater. She's a very emotional eater. And so she got herself back up to the weight that she initially started at with Bill, which was 271. And Janelle decided she needed help. So she met a new trainer, Sean. So for a month now, Janelle has been hitting the gym and Sean has been helping her out. And Christine here commends Janelle. She is really proud of Janelle's dedication. Sean, the new trainer, points out that the biggest key to Janelle's success has been her honesty with him. And Janelle explains every trainer is different. And Sean really works on the psychological aspects of Janelle's fitness journey, like the defeat and like the roadblocks that she set up for herself. And Janelle says it was very hard for her to be honest with Sean when she has slip ups and setbacks. Sean explains that Janelle was sabotaging her journey with the comfort food and the emotional eating. Now Janelle is honest with Sean about her eating habits and Sean is helping Janelle fix it. Janelle never wanted this in her life as much as she wants it now. And we have seen Janelle lose a ton of weight over the years. She says the last two years in Vegas with all the kids being separated without much of a yard, she has noticed her younger children become more couch potato-y and that spurs her for their family to become more active. And she says when they're on the new property, she wants to be able to play outside with the kids and be active. She explains it's a constant daily battle, but Janelle has a goal of 170 that she wants to reach. So she wants to lose 100 pounds and it overwhelms her, but she takes it day by day. And now we see years and years later, Janelle has dropped a ton of weight. So Cody, Mary, and Leo are heading to Utah and their old vet is gonna meet them at their old house in Lehigh to determine if they're gonna have to put Drake down. And Cody reveals that recently the investigation into his family was dropped. So for the first time in a long time, they finally feel safe to visit Utah. So this is the first time Cody is going to go back to his home. Cody says he feels like he never got to say goodbye. He didn't feel safe to go back to Utah. But now he tries to really think logically about it to feel like he can go back to Utah just to visit. And Mary really wanted Cody to go with her because she needed his moral support. So Cody says he understands that Mary needs him, but it took some coaxing to get him to go. Mary's sister and her husband Nathan live in the Lehigh house, and Mary feels very strange about visiting Utah. She says she sees the home and the life they used to have, and it seems so different and far away now, yet there are so many memories attached there. Cody hates it. He hates being there. He's getting emotional. Cody is digging a grave for Drake before the vet even comes to visit. And Cody feels that digging the grave is something he can do to busy himself through the process of mourning this. So Cody is really preparing the grave. He anticipates that the vet will want to put Drake down, which he does. Now, Cody breaks down as he is digging this grave and he says, it's depressing and it's not just because of Drake, but also because of all the memories here, like of his kids playing, he remembers his kids, 
He misses those memories. And Cody sobs. He breaks down here and he explains that it hit him when they were in the yard that he never said goodbye to his home. And he says there are a lot of memories of his kids playing here. Yes, Cody is father of the year and he loves his kids so much. All the memories just flood back to him. Yet fast forward a decade and he can't even be bothered to call them on Christmas or to go to his daughter's major surgery. Cody recalls that the kids used to play and they used to make the biggest messes in the world. It's weird to me that he equates this good memory of the kids playing with something that would be frustrating to him, the big mess they would make. Now, Cody says it's hard that his kids aren't here. He loves his home in Vegas, but had it not been for their circumstances, the investigation, they would never have been in Vegas ever at all. Now, Cody says when they left Utah, he was angry. He was driven from his home that he was in. He felt he was in an unsafe environment. Their home in Utah was unsafe. So when they left Utah, he burned it all down emotionally. So he left Utah in his past. So it's emotional for him being in Utah. And he says there is no doubt Vegas is his home now, but there is something nostalgic and special about this place. Mary is very conflicted about putting Drake down. She's prepared for it. The kids all said goodbye, but Mary is confused. The vet meets them, and Cody is really concerned about the ethical side of putting the dog down. And the vet says that Drake is in a lot of pain. They should let Drake go. He says it's more humane. And the vet feels like Drake is suffering with all the pain. So Mary doesn't feel like Drake is enjoying his life at all. She struggles, though, with people thinking she is getting rid of her dog just for her own ease. If Mary is putting her dog down because her dog is in pain and has a very bad quality of life and he's not enjoying his life and he's not happy and he's suffering, she really shouldn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. She knows she's doing the right thing. That's all that matters. After talking to the vet, Cody feels the only choice is to put Drake down. Cody feels the entire experience of going back to Utah was closure. It was a goodbye to their home in Utah. And Cody is glad that they are purchasing these four homes in the cul-de-sac. And he is hoping and expecting that they will have this home experience there in Vegas. Now, Mary feels they need to recreate the same experience in Vegas for the younger kids that their older kids had experienced in Wyoming and Utah. Mary feels that's something that's essential to the family that they have been missing since they moved to Vegas, and she hopes to get it back. Now, obviously, we know they never get the magic back, and Cody, in later seasons, referred to his family, his wives and kids, as the obstacles to his goals in life when they should be the goal in life. Now, one thing the family will always be left with is the nucleus, the heart of the Brown family, with Janelle and Christine and their kids. Even after the OG3 have left Cody, that will always continue on, and that will continue to be the hub of the family, in my opinion. Now, that does it for this episode. I'll be back next week with the next episode of the Sister Wives Rewatch, Sister Wives Season 5, Episode 6, Confronting Failure, as the Browns realize their family structure is falling apart and the Browns are also stressed over finances, so they pursue my sister wife's closet and Christine also tries to pass her real estate exam so they can bring more money in. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.